Hi everybody, Dr. Amy here. Um, today we want to talk about something that we've expand or expand on something that we've talked about in a previous video, which is this is a really common time of year that parents are coming to you as practitioners with things like, oh my gosh, I thought my child was doing so great, but they're really struggling in school. They're really struggling with reading or writing, or they're getting bullied and not making great social connections. And I just don't know what to do because my child is really sweet, but there's clearly something happening and they're struggling. Or maybe they're getting feedback on parent-teacher conferences or progress reports of, you know, your child's just out of control, they lack focus, they're moving too much in their seat. It's like, we just don't know what to do. And that's being treated as a behavior. So in one of the videos we did before, we were talking about, look, we need to help parents and we ourselves as clinicians need to understand that behavior is a window to the brain. So troubles with socialization, that's a window into the brain. Troubles with focus and attention and moving too much, that's a window into the brain. That's telling us, hey, this individual, this child is needing to have movement touch as one of their primary ways of processing their world more engaged in the classroom setting. Now in some of the seminars, level one, level two, we dig into like, what does that specifically mean? How do we build a really comprehensive understanding clinically of what we do to support, what kind of teams we need to build to co-manage with and what's happening there. Um, but what I want to do here is really help you as the practitioner and maybe as the parent as well, and then you can communicate this with the parent. Um, I wanna help you start to understand that one of the first things we need to do besides looking at behavior or challenges as a window into the brain, right? The second thing we need to do is learn how to connect with these children so that we can better advocate with them, communicate with them, um, help them clinically in our, in our offices with the skills and tools and modalities and correction that we know that we can provide. But one of the limiting factors for many practitioners is they get overwhelmed with working with this demographic because one, we don't know enough. And two, it's intimidating to know, to try to connect. So the one we're going to work on today is if you have a parent who's saying, yeah, uh, my child is really great, super active, great at sports, really, you know, they're a great kid, but man, are they full of energy and they're super hyperactive and we're really struggling with that in the classroom. When they're in the classroom, we're getting reports of like, they're really having trouble with focus, attentiveness, they're moving too much, wiggling in their seats, and the teachers just can't control them and it's become an issue. Um, and then we're probably seeing that in other areas at home as well. So one, I want you to go back and watch the other video and share it with the parents on things to ask the teacher um, because that's going to help us understand like, hey, when does this behavior increase? When is it better? Are there times when it's worse or better? That helps us start to understand this individual more. Um, and two, as the practitioner, what I want you to do in this situation is understand if you have a child that is, or an adult, that is constantly needing to seek sensory input in the movement touch realm, that's a window to an, a gap in development because we know the brain develops in a certain way, a certain trajectory. So it's either a gap in development that we can then go back and help create um, stimulation and more whole brain function for, or it's telling you that the, not just a gap, but this is the primary way this individual processes their world, which again tells you more about the way the brain went through development. Now, 
for you, we know where chiropractic fits into this and we expand more on that in the seminars, obviously, but for you, I want you to practice just starting to connect. So what you wanna do, you have a hyperactive child, they're moving around, they're touching everything, they get in your environment, they're more, their stress or demand or anxiety increases because there's a lack of prediction, right? And, and visualization, so anxiety increases, their skills are here, so we have a gap, which means we have more behavior. What I don't want you to do is try to fill that gap with auditory verbal giving them rules, talking a lot to them, trying to get them to follow your correction, to get them on the table, to do the exam. You wanna give them all this auditory verbal, like comply, comply, comply. You're probably not gonna get the best results with that. What I want you to try is I want you to drop down to connect with them in a way that they are primarily processing their world, which is movement touch, most likely in this scenario. So what I want you to do is start moving. I want you to start saying fewer words going to feel really awkward and really strange and I want you to literally start moving your body quickly. If you want them to come into the adjusting room, I want you to show them, walk with them, move with them. When you do speak, I want you to speak quickly, but I want you to mostly keep your words to a minimum and I want you to just gesture. There's a reason for all of this based on the eight developmental hierarchies of, of brain development, but we want you to just do more gesturing and more having them come to you. Then what we want to do is, is guide them through what you need them to do. Sit on the table, pat on the table, you sit on the table, show them what you want them to do. Um, and then you lay on the table, okay, lay on the table and you want to show them in a movement touch gesture quick kind of way um, how you, what you want them to do so you're meeting them where they are as opposed to demanding compliance using a skill that they don't have or aren't sophisticated in using. It's gonna feel really strange, but I want you to start practicing by watching and wondering how is this individual processing their world what's the primary tool that they're using, and then starting to connect. And this is one example of one scenario that you may find really beneficial, and I want you to start playing with it in your offices, in your parenting. Then we can start giving feedback to the teachers as well and other people in our child's life or in this patient's life to advocate for them while we're working the clinical skills to get them there in brain development. Have fun with that one. We've got lots and lots more. Remember, there's always a reason for behavior and we need to know more, not necessarily do more.